Hi everybody, it's Tanya and Tamsin here and welcome to Career and Leadership Coaching Conversations with TNT. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's amazing to have you here and we are so excited for this week's conversation which is all around resilience. Throughout this podcast today we are going to discuss what overwhelm is and why resilience is so important to master and in true coaching conversations with TNT style we are going to provide you with some amazing tools and techniques to walk away from which I'm super excited to talk you through today. So first of all how are you Tanya are you okay today? Yeah feeling quite good actually yeah how about you? All amazing, thank you. So it's we're recording this coming up to the end of July in the UK. It's summer here, the sun's shining. So yeah, all pretty good today. And um, Tanya, I just wanted to have a chat with you about overwhelm and what mm-hmm. overwhelm means to you because I think, especially when looking at resilience, overwhelm can mean something completely different to all of us. And those triggers of overwhelm actually a different so what would you know what would you say overwhelm is to you how do you know when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed I think you know when I've got a lot going on um and I kind of I start to procrastinate is a big one for me um because I just it's almost like I think my decision making goes when (laughs) when I'm really feeling overwhelmed um and I feel pretty exhausted um and sort of yeah just just get quite uh, can get a bit irritable I will Mm. (laughs) admit yes (laughs) and just have that feeling of that I can't I, I can't cope really that I'm feeling like I can't really cope with everything and I need to press the pause button yeah yeah I always find that well I always find that I always say yes to everything always keep saying yes yes I'll do that yes I can do this yes I can do that and then all of a sudden I feel like I've just got too much going on Mm. and too much in my diary and it's like oh my gosh um it's that it's that inability to say no really that that really I suppose leads to me feeling that overwhelm and then starting to panic I'm going to start to let people down which is the last thing that I want Mm. to do and then that leads to that irritability I think you're absolutely right I can tell when I'm getting um actually my husband can tell when I'm getting quite irritable (laughs) he's like right we need to we need to go out let's go and have a coffee let's go and sit in the garden for half and I'm going to make you lunch I'm going to take you out for lunch something like that just to I suppose, be taken away from that situation. Mm. Well, that's a good husband. Well done, your husband. We seem to have quite good husbands, don't we? Don't tell them that, though. Oh, no. <laughs> don't ever admit that. <laughs> so, yeah, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's not, you know, if they listen to it, then they're going to get big-headed, aren't they? So, yeah, um, don't, think, don't let that happen. Um, so what do you think are the other kind of signs then of overwhelm is there have we is there anything else that people might feel do you think Um, yeah I think I think 
you get to a stage where you you feel like you're not doing everything right you feel like you 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 feel like you're doing nothing right basically (laughs) right you feel like everything is just falling apart because Mm. it comes to that perfectionism so sometimes you know especially if we're perfectionists and we want to get it right actually if we're taking on too much or we're feeling stressed it's sometimes impossible to continue to do everything at 100% because we've got we're juggling so many balls and something's going to drop and that overwhelm uh, that's that's the sign of overwhelm. I think also that inability to sleep, the difficulty focusing on things. Well, focus find is, is is one thing that I also get because I'm a little bit um, get quite distracted anyway, quite easily. Mm. And so, you know, that just gets even worse when I feel overwhelmed and I find myself flitting between tasks, which is like yeah. really not great. If you're wanting to be productive, that's not a very right. good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. And then that can lead to kind of that that emotional exhaustion where you're Mm. just you're so emotionally tired, but then you Mm. can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's and then and then the the obvious ones, the anxiety, the panic, panic attacks, that that kind of depression piece as well. All of that is part of of feeling that overwhelm. And and maybe it comes a bit later, do you think, though, in terms of, you know, you get the the inability to sleep and the Mm. taking on too much and not being able to say no and everything which then leads you to to become more anxious and you know and yeah yeah and then already the the trigger points and the trigger points actually when you're starting to feel oh my gosh I'm I'm getting irritable or your husband says I need to take you out for lunch you're like why is that (laughs) because you're doing too much okay let's go and kind of that's the trigger to actually then we need to start looking at, at how to become more resilient and how to face everything that we're, we're, we've tasked ourselves to do because we are great at putting pressure on ourselves yeah. and filling our own diaries up. We're, we're great at that. And, and actually it's about, okay, so how can we, when we've got these full diaries and when we've got so much going on, how can we, how can we weather that storm? Mm. Um, what would you say, resilience means to you so we've discussed overwhelm but what would you say resilience means to you oh so I just see someone who's resilient as someone who is able to cope with things um and well or and and but you know they will have things that will come up and hit them between the eyes but they can sort of bounce back quickly. I, yes. I guess resilience is also, I've heard it called, and I just love this, bounce back ability. Yes, I love that. I really do love that. So to it's me, it's someone who is able to, you know, you're not going to not have stress or problems mm-hmm. or, um, yeah. you know, things happening to you, but it's that ability to kind of go, okay, now what are we going to do about this? And they can, they can, yeah. ha- are quite, positive about trying to solve um the the situation yeah absolutely because the storm's going to come the storms Mm. the storm if we're feeling that level of overwhelm or we're going through a really tricky situation the storm's here Mm. and and I use the analogy of kind of being in the boat and and the storm and the boats the seas are really choppy and the boat's going from side to side and you know to me resilience is being able to weather weather that storm and to and to sail the boat through that storm and to find those clear clear still waters um and it's and it's being able to have the tools to find those still waters quickly but to remain 
like you say, positive and strong when it's because things are going to happen. Life is going to happen. And, you know, if we've learned anything from the last 12 months, it's it's things do happen. But how do we adapt and how are we flexible? How can we find those calm waters? And that's what we're going to discuss today. Yeah. And that flexibility, I think you were just about to say that, weren't you? Almost being, you know, able to cope with change and, yes. you know, change is going to happen. And so it's, yeah. it's how to cope with it and be flexible. Yeah. Right. And if we look at if we look at the companies who have thrived throughout this pandemic and the, the individuals who thrived throughout this pandemic, you know, the ones that have been flexible and have gone from office-based working to home working that have managed to provide their staff with technology, phones, laptops, computers, PCs, all of that at home to continue working. The ones who have have seen, okay, this is the situation, this is what we're faced with, but actually we're flexible, we're agile, mm. and we can we can pull on these resources to actually continue to be successful. Yeah, and and actually with small businesses, um, there have been some amazing kind of stories about small businesses mm. who have, like, the word I absolutely hate, and I'm going to say it, I can only apologise, pivot, um, yes, just really agile, 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 agile's better. Hybrid, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, they've had a business that has been completely um, sort of reliant on being face to face, for example. And then they have managed to find some massively creative ways to carry on their business online or, you know, just having to do something a bit different um, mm. while while they're online rather than being able to do stuff face to face and and it's those people that rather than just shutting down and going okay um that's the end of it have have gone right what can I do differently you know I I need to earn some money what what Mm. can we do here I need to keep my staff um I don't want to you know to make people unemployed so what can we do differently and it's those I completely admire and have really you know been so resilient in such a difficult Mm. time absolutely Um, and actually you you touched on a really really good point there because it's the stories that I've heard and the success stories are people have asked themselves and they've asked their 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 colleagues and their 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 friends and their their connections you know people that they trust around them you know how what do we need to do how can I remain strong yeah I've heard people who've in, in mastermind groups or asking their coaches, you know, let's decide, let's figure this out. Let's figure this out and how we can remain successful and how we can be successful and how we can take this forward and, and weather that storm. And actually I've heard of some great situations where together people have come up with these ideas and it's the connection piece. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about is how to turn that overwhelm into success. It is pulling on the people that you know and asking those questions and, and maybe your staff, your customers, you know, how, how are we going to survive this? What do you need us to do? Who do you need us to be? Well, and that's such a good point. And, and that's so like important in so many different areas, actually, because, you know, as, as many people are aware, I'm a career coach and I, I recently kind of uh, released a blog about, you know, when you're looking to, when you're, 
you're looking to change career um that that you know ask for help and mm. you know it's okay to ask for help so there's so many different scenarios where i think people just don't necessarily think to ask for help and actually no. you know asking you know your customers as you said what do you need us from us now or asking your team how mm. let's work together on this it's it's enabling you to be more resilient because you're not taking it all on yourself you're getting some support which is so key absolutely and and this is you know you know me we've had so many conversations about this in the past but kind of how to be a great leader is all about those collaborations and those connections Mm. and your team and your customers they know they know what's best because they live it day in day out and they know how to make it succeed and you've employed them or they're your customers or they're your staff or they're people that you work with daily because they have these amazing ideas so listen to them Mm. and you know this isn't just about um about businesses and business owners like you said it's also about those those individuals and and really anybody listening to this how can you turn overwhelm and those really choppy waters and the difficult mm. times into success and to me and through everything that I've I've all my experience with business owners individuals leaders managers they turn that they turn that overwhelm into success and they remain resilient because the people they have around them and the support network that they have whether that is staff customers mastermind friends family business business buddies you know accountability partners mm. coaches you know, finding finding your you know, your, your tribe, your peers, people that you can talk to. I think that's so important. Yeah, it really, really is. That's, that's one of the key things, isn't it? Um, yeah. In, yeah. In this. So what else, though? <laughs> no, um, Putting you on the spot there. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. So what else are you saying? Are you asking what, how else can we turn overwhelm into yeah, success? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's first of all the first step is identifying that you're feeling that overwhelmed identifying that it's getting a bit too much my absolute number one is that connection piece and talking to people and picking Mm. up the phone and just we are social animals we are Mm. human beings are social animals and that's why covid and the pandemic has hit us all really really hard because innately we want to we want to talk to people and meet people and that's why we've been out for for coffee and we've been out for lunch or we've had a conversation with a friend we feel better Mm. so that connection piece to me is so important but also and I, I think we've touched on this on previous on a previous episode is the mindfulness piece taking mm. taking ourselves out of the situation where we're feeling really really overwhelmed and doing something different a bit like when we were talking about our husbands when they realize that we're we are feeling stressed and we are overwhelmed taking us out for a, a coffee or just mm. just taking us away from our our computer and and giving us some space that's that's a form of mindfulness mindfulness doesn't have to be sitting around in a circle doing yoga and and you know it doesn't have to be that it can be just making a cup of mindful coffee and just oh we're back to your mindful coffee I think we talked about that in our other episodes. You love your mindful coffee, don't you, Tamsin? 
Do you know what I do? And, and I was thinking, actually, I was, when I was making my mind for coffee, <laughs> uh, not so long ago, um, I was thinking about why I really, you know, why? Why is it that it, it helps? And it's, it's because it just gives me space not to think about it, not to think mm. about anything else, but from how to make that coffee. And I suppose years ago when everybody smoked, you know, I'm talking about the 60s probably, you know, where 60s, 70s, where people smoked, so they went outside for a cigarette break. That was their form of making a mindful coffee. I love the fact that you say 60s and 70s because I used to do it. So I used to smoke. I haven't done now for, I don't know, 16 years, I think. But yeah. And, it, and I did when I stopped smoking, I did miss that. And actually smoking makes you kind of more stressed because of the nicotine and the addiction and yeah. everything but yeah. it makes you breathe deeply because you're sort of mm-hmm. breathing in so effectively yeah. you know you can get the same results from breathing deeply but you're doing it and it's getting you away from your desk and I used to That's it. you know go out for my fag break um and yeah. it, it was fun because I was talking to other people who were also having right. their fag break. social connection yeah, yeah connection having a break yeah and everything but and and so yeah, that I really found it quite difficult to adjust and not have mm. that anymore because you know I'd look a bit of an idiot just going out and just hanging around and like not smoking. <laughs> um, yeah. People would be like, "What's she doing?" Um, but um, but you can do. But but you know, it's so it's actually kind of making yourself have that break. Yes. But without the excuse, because I think we think, oh I yeah. want a cigarette, so I'll do it. Whereas if you don't right. smoke, you don't do it. But no, actually, no, it's it's really good to go and take yourself for a, a walk around the block um, yeah. for 10 minutes and just absolutely take yourself away from the situation, as you say, and and yeah. notice what's going around. So I always say when you actually have a break and go for a walk, um, I I never listen, actually, to my headphones. I never listen to music or podcasts. And I'm not saying now I've got a puppy that's a whole nother story um <laughs> don't get started on puppies don't today. Started. <laughs> um then I do a lot of walking so I can see myself sometimes once uh, she is a little um, more under control I can see myself listening to music or a podcast or something on one of the walks because I'm going for two or three a day but um you know when I was only going for like one a day I'd I'd make sure that I I kind of just noticed what was going around I liked mm. just looking at kind of the trees and smelling yeah. the smells yeah it's that again that mindful using all your senses feeling mm. the heat hopefully on your skin or the rain <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it was this morning yeah for me um yeah and just kind of noticing um and so you're looking at all that and and mm. feeling what you feel rather than um thinking about Panicking. the work and panic and the panic yeah, yeah. and then what's coming up yeah, yeah. So that can be really useful. That's so important. I love listening to animals. I love I love looking out for the animal sounds. We're lucky where, where we live. We have um some some swans and some cygnets and lots of ducks on the lake. And it's lovely. I love that. Just walking down there and and just looking at them and watching them and hearing them and hearing how happy they are. And it, especially before something stressful so whether it's an interview or a meeting or a presentation or something that's coming up that's quite stressful actually to take yourself away from that overwhelm and stress and go into that calmness and peace and control 
that I love doing that that and my mindful coffee so making my mindful coffee and then going out for dog walk listening to the animals is just my perfect way to spend you're just a happy 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 soul (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um so the mindfulness but also um I think the the breathing because I was talking Mm. about how when I was uh, that smoking kind of makes you breathe but obviously it's not very healthy so if we can not do that it's, it's obviously better for your health um, and that's just, you know, I don't know if you've heard of Seven uh, Eleven breathing. Um, the 7-11 yes, breathing technique. I have. But tell us, tell us. So because that can really help with, again, with overwhelm and if you're feeling a bit panicky and stuff, um, mm. it's all about breathing in for seven. So it's a count mm-hmm. of seven and then breathing out for a count of 11. Now, um, you don't have to do it for seven and 11 if you're feeling like you can't breathe in for that long it depends what your lung capacity is like but the idea is that you're breathing in for a shorter amount of time than you're breathing out um and the idea is to do that good sort of at least three times um i wouldn't advise you do it if you're driving because actually it can make you slightly lightheaded if you do it <laughs> yes <laughs> yes of it's course. better to have your feet on the ground and to be yeah. somewhere where you can focus <laughs> on doing it. Um, yeah. But it it really is, is ever so calming. Um, and so it's the whole kind of making sure you're breathing because our breathing does become a lot shorter and shallower when we are stressed. Um, so I think that's, that's a really good tip. Mm. I think that's amazing. So we're Wow, so we've got... We're going to be yeah. breathing later. We're going to be <laughs> doing our 7-11 breathing. Yeah, I've just tried it when you're talking and it oh, does wow. work. Actually, yeah. that that breathing in for a short amount of period of time than you're breathing out, it does really work. So I absolutely encourage our listeners to try that. Mm. So we've already given you some really, um, we've given you some, quite a few tools and tips there on how to overcome overwhelm but I've got a final little gem that I would really like to share with everybody. Great. Um, now, for those of you who are visual, I'll see if I can put it in the notes somewhere, um, but I'll try and describe it as well in a way that hopefully you can write it down. What this is called, my, my little gem is called a box of control. And it's I've kind of taken it from the circle of influence and I've created what I call a box of control. So if you can picture, or if you're visual, write down or draw three boxes. And at the moment, don't put any lids on any of them. So just write, just, just think of three boxes in a row and understand the experience that you're going through that's making you feel overwhelmed. So if we think about, uh, we'll take a job interview because you're, you're a career coach and I talk about interviewing and I help my leaders mm. with interviewing. So let's talk about an interview process. And so we're giving somebody feedback and we said, unfortunately, you haven't been successful in the job interview. And you ask feedback and you say, well, why haven't I been successful? And the recruiter says, oh, well, I'm really sorry. You haven't been successful because you didn't quite have the Excel experience that we needed. I'm keeping it quite basic here, but say they need somebody who was fully okay with Excel and could create a spreadsheet within 30 seconds and do all these <laughs> weird, wonderful, amazing things. And so you've got the feedback that says actually didn't quite have that Excel experience that you needed. Okay, so you understand what's happened. You've understood the, you've asked the feedback and you've got the feedback. So ask yourself now, 
what can I learn from that? Can I control the feedback that I've been given? Mm-hmm. You can't control it for what's happened in the past, but you can change it in the future. So because you were looking at the interview that you've done and the disappointment that you're feeling because you haven't been offered a job, for now you're going to put it in that I can't control it now. I can't change this exact income, that outcome. I can't change it. So you take, you take the fact that you been, haven't been successful in a job interview, you put it in your box, box number one, label things I can't control, you put the lid on and you can move on. Okay, great. Because you can't change. You can't change what's happened. But what you can do now is you can control it for future interviews right. because mm. you can go and you can do some learning on Excel if you want mm. to. Mm-hmm. You can there's there's lots of different courses on, on Open Learn or LinkedIn Learning or loads of different places where you can do a course. So actually you could then put it also in the box of things I can control, which is the box where the lid's open and you can put it in that box because now you can go and do something about it. Mm-hmm. If it was a situation where they had said we've given it to the business partner's daughter right you can't control that so it goes in that box you can't influence it and you you can't you can't control it for the future it's just it it is what it is so -hmm. again you put it in that one box things i can't control close the lid move on completely don't do anything further Mm -hmm. so the three boxes are things that you can't control yeah what's the what are the things you can do you've got things i can't control things Mm -hmm. i can influence and in the things i can influence box that's something that maybe you have got all the Excel knowledge, but you didn't talk about it enough in your interview. Mm-hmm. So you can influence that in the future because in your next interview, you can bring into the conversation all your experience in Excel. So that box, the things like an influence box, the lid's on it, but the lid's ajar because you can right. influence it in the future. Great. And the and then is things I can control. So that's where the lid's off mm. and you can control it. Okay. So you can go and do an Excel course. I mean, right. I've, I've kept Excel as quite basic, but, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you can go and get your Excel course so you can control it. You can change it in the future. You can absolutely do something differently. Okay, fantastic. And then from that, you've got a plan. So your plan yeah. is either it's in a box, you can't control it. The lid's closed. There's nothing further you need to do. Or mm-hmm. it's in the things I can influence books where you can because you can you can talk about your Excel in more detail in your next interview or in the books where you can control. So you're going to go and do an Excel course and that's your plan. Mm-hmm. So out of that disappointment, or out of that overwhelm, out of that, I don't know what to do with this situation, mm-hmm. you put it in the, one of those three boxes, then you have a plan for how to move forward. Fantastic. Oh, well, that sounds really good because you're then taking control. Um, it's yeah. not like you're just going oh I failed my interview and it's just it's a disaster and I don't know you know what I'm going to do next it's kind of like you're going okay I've got my boxes where am I going to put it if I can't control it I'm just going to move on there's nothing I can do yeah. but Absolutely. is there anything that I could change or do differently and then you choose the box that you put it in and then you start yeah. to work on it yeah absolutely absolutely so I think we've given our listeners such some amazing tools and techniques there yeah how they could they can really overcome overwhelm and build resilience in the future so 
I just want to say thank you so much everybody for listening I hope you've really enjoyed this episode and I'm Tamsin from the people-centric business it's fabulous to have you here and I'll hand over to Tanya yeah and so yeah again we've really enjoyed my conversation with you Tamsin and looking forward to many more conversations in the future so thanks for listening everyone take care and goodbye for now